you all are so calm and kind and I would like to thank you. And I will always remember that because she was such an awe of how present we were, of how open and willing to receive that we were. And that was a gift that she gave me. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Hi, gals, and welcome back to another episode of The Get Up Girl. Today's show is going to be all about my mom. And for many of you who do know me, my mom passed away a little over eight years ago. And in today's show, I'm going to be telling you about how it was to lose my mom and how I got back up after she left. I was going to title the show, The Day My Mom Died. And here's the interesting thing. I got the awareness that that was not going to contribute. Because what I'm aware of is that my mom never died. She just changed, she passed on, and she morphed into something different. And that's the biggest thing that I do want to get across today. The day my mom passed, I was eating breakfast at a local diner, and my dad called me. And my dad doesn't call me often. And when I picked up the phone, I was already nervous because I'm like, okay, what does he want or something's going on? So I kind of already had my walls and barriers up of (gasps) tightness of, it's like I already knew. And he tells me, you know, what are you doing? He's like, just kind of beating around the bush. And I told him, I'm, I'm eating dad. What's up? Like, get to it. And he said, your mom's in the hospital and you need to come right now. That's pretty much all he said. And when I hung up the phone, I knew. I knew something was different. I knew something was about to change. And at that moment was when I began to know how powerful I am in my body and knowing things. I get into my car, I'm by myself, and I drive past my mom's house because that's how local I was eating. I was eating right by her house. And I drive past the house, and as I do, I see two white butterflies pass my car. And as soon as this happens, I literally make the sound and go, (gasps) and I knew those butterflies were communicating with me. They 
were telling me something and I, it's, ex, it's difficult to explain because you can't explain a knowing, right? You can't use words and it's difficult to use the words because I just knew. And I gasped so hard that, you know, the car almost like moved and I felt the sense of peace. I felt the sense of knowing. I felt the sense of magic. I felt the sense of calm as if the butterflies were leading me to my mom. And I make a left turn and I'm on this big concrete street and I see two more white butterflies pass my car. And as that happened, I began to tear. And I started to tear because it was so beautiful. I was being guided, like I was flying through the air. And I get onto the freeway and now I see more white and now yellow butterflies on the freeway. Who sees butterflies on the freeway? I've never seen butterflies on the freeway. How magical is that? And now I'm starting to cry even more. Now I'm not a sobbing cry. I, it's like a beautiful, tender, peaceful cry. I had so much love and I had so much knowing. And now I'm starting to see more butterflies and I start to count them now. I'm like, okay, I'm going to count them. I'm like, that's more butterflies and more butterflies. I saw so many butterflies on the freeway. So I get to the hospital and I see my sister and she and I, like, we just both knew it's like that weird kind of quiet energy. And then my dad is there and I could tell that my dad was sad and trying to be strong. Yet he was strong. When I say strong, he was trying not to show emotion. How about that? And he begins to explain to me and my sister that our mom is very sick. She's on a ventilator. She can't talk and she's not going to make it. And he's giving it to us in a very logical, like, well, that's how it is, kids. And we have to make a decision. If you know my dad, he's like that. And I begin to tell my dad and my sister about the butterflies. <laughs> Something made me tell them. And I said, it is time. And they're like, how do you know? And I said, the I saw so many butterflies on the way over here and they're talking to me and that's mom. She wants to go. <laughs> and they're like, okay, they just believed me. Right. Cause I was so convicted and we walk upstairs. And as I'm walking up there, I'm really getting into my body. So I don't have an out of body experience. I really wanted to experience all everything that was going on at that moment rather than freaking out or losing it. And as I walk into the room, I see my mom lying there on a bed with a ventilator down her throat, you know, and you can hear the machines and it's like a movie. And there was so much love. There was so much calmness. And I was able to be there mentally and physically 
Because what I realize now is that I was getting ready to get ready. I was getting ready to say goodbye with my walls and barriers down so beautifully without screaming and freaking out. And there is nothing wrong with that as well. Yet I knew that wasn't going to contribute more to me. So we sat there and the nurse comes in and then she says, well, have you decided what you want to do? And I said, yes, we're going to take her off the machines. And I said, okay, well, we're going to bring in the doctor. So the doctor comes in and, you know, it has to, because she did not want to be resuscitated or be on those machines. And she made us promise that nobody would ever look at her if she was like that. And we're like, take, unplug it now. It was like, hurry up. You know, I could feel my mom's like, unplug this. I don't want this. I'm like, hurry, hurry. But you have to go through the process, right? And so now we're waiting. It's like, you have to wait for the doctor. Then you have to wait for this. And then they come in and then I said, okay, while we're doing this, I'm going to go outside. I just want to get some fresh air. I walk outside of the hospital and there's this patch of grass and I lie down and I look up into the trees and I saw the largest monarch butterflies right over my face. And I felt so much calmness. And I again began to tear. It was so beautiful. I was there for about maybe an hour. Time began to stop at that point. And I walked back upstairs and then we begin the process of turning off the machines. And it, you know, it takes a while. And then people began to find out the family and people started to come and visit. And my mom did not want anybody to see her like that. She made us promise because my mom was sick for a while. And so she knew, I know that my mom always knew she was going to pass early and she wanted to, she was ready. She was in a lot of pain. And so she was always telling us, if I like that, I don't want anybody to come see me. And it was being able to receive the judgment from the family that wanted to come see her, that were hurt, that they were not invited to come see her. Like her last moments come to the hospital. She didn't want that. So as family started to come, it was interesting how I was trying to explain to them, she doesn't want you here, but they were like, no, she does. She wants us here. We should be here at her last moments. And I was thinking, no, she does not want you here. This is what she would like. And I could, I was like communicating with my mom that she didn't want anybody there. So people came and they were waiting in the waiting room. And I know it was kind to them for them to be there, but it was not kind to my mom. She did not want that. And so we're there and I'm pretty good. Like I'm holding it together. Not that I'm holding it together, but I was really open to receiving. And I remember my cousin came to visit and she said, wow, Joanna, you guys are just so together. Like, I guess they expected us to like be wailing and screaming and crying. And we were actually, it was just so beautiful and calm. And I'm like, I want, I want this to be a beautiful moment. So the nurse comes in. Thank you for waiting as I tell this story. But the nurse comes in 
And we were so kind to her, you know, we're like, thank you so much. And this is what we would like. And, uh uh-huh. And we're reading the Bible to my mom and we're reading her scriptures and we're reading her books. And the, the nurse says, I just want to tell you, and because it was just me and my sister and my dad. And she said, I just want to tell you that your family is so beautiful. Like we've, I've never experienced that. And she said, most families are angry, yelling at us, freaking out. And you all are so calm and kind. And I would like to thank you. And I will always remember that because she was such an awe of how present we were, of how open and willing to receive that we were. And that was a gift that she gave me. And so... As they take the machines off, it's not like the movies. It's not like ER, the TV show where they just, you know, in the flat line. It could take days. It could take hours until they pass away. And so my sister and my dad left. And I decided to stay there and sleep in the little chair on the side of the bed. And her room was overlooking these mountains. And I was asleep and the nurse comes in at 5 a.m. and she taps on me and she goes, sweetheart, in the most beautiful, kind, loving way, your mommy passed while you were sleeping. And I got up and I started to tear and it was so beautiful. And that's exactly how my mom wanted to go out. She didn't want anybody looking at her. She wanted to do it when she did it. And as I woke up, I could see the mountains and I watched the sunrise. And that's why I love watching the sunrise. It's so, it's like a new day. It's a new beginning. It's a miracle that happens every day. And I got to do that just very quietly with my mom as she was gone and it was so loving and it was tender. And there were so many takeaways after I got back up after my mom passed. And one of the takeaways was, is that I am so magical. Like I know stuff. I just knew that those butterflies were communicating with me. I could feel stuff until that moment. I hadn't really felt or discovered anything like that. Another takeaway was that of how I can communicate with my mom. She and I talk all the time. (laughs) And yes, I talk out loud to her physically and, but she communicates all the time, all the time through butterflies, through feathers, through pennies. Like I see it everywhere. Um, Certain animals, songs on the radio. I mean, a song on the radio that you would never in a gazillion years think that that song would ever be on that radio station, in that restaurant, in that CVS, you fill in the blank. And my mom will play that song for me. And it's like little signs. And that's how she communicates with me. And the last takeaway that I got is that 
She is not dead. She is just doesn't have a body. It's a new relationship now that she and I have. It's a new mother-daughter relationship. It just looks differently than it did before. And how she and I can communicate in a whole new magical way. I know she's not dead. I just can't physically talk to her. I guess I can, but I mean, she's not going to talk back with words. She can talk back in different ways. It's going to look different. And I still have a mom. And I think it's, it was my ego that wanted my mom here. It was the ego of, it's not fair. I want a mom. And I have a mom. It just looks differently. And how can I talk to her now? How can I communicate with her as of today? How does the new relationship look moving forward? And those are the takeaways after my mom passed. I am going to be talking about things that I learned from my mom and how I got back up, like literally how I got back up after somebody close to you passes away. So one more time, the takeaways as I wrap this up. First one is I am magical and gals, you are magical too. Don't ever say, I don't know. You do know you are magical, you are powerful, and you can create anything in your life. And the second thing is that my mom and I communicate all the time. It just looks differently now. And the third thing is I still and will always have a mom. It's just a new relationship. It's a new way. It's a new mother-daughter form of communication. It's a new relationship, and it's still there. She just doesn't have a body. And once I remove myself from that and the attachment of that, I want a mom here, and then I'm able to receive the new way of how I have a mom here. I appreciate you so much for listening to this story. And it was so healing for me to share this with you, to relive this, and to to move through it. And I know my mom's loving it. <laughs> She's like, here's my episode. Listen to my podcast episode. I appreciate you all so much. I'm in such awe of every single one of you. And my gift to you is get ready to get ready for when you do have that call one day and you are able to be present and peaceful and calm and willing to receive whatever information you get. You are the eye of the storm. If it's a passing of a family member or to a loss of a business. You are getting ready to get ready 
and you be the magical, powerful gal that you are. And remember to get back up. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.